Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Fit Finance Session with me, Henry Edison, Tim Webb and Tom Senegals. Um, big week this week if you're an American. It's going to be the, inaug that word, the inauguration of um, the new President Biden, I'm struggling today, Donald Trump out. So we thought to, um, to discuss this, we'd talk about how Biden's policies are likely to affect the, the markets in the US uh, in the short term and over the next the next four years. Obviously, he's got some very different views um, to dear Donald Trump. Um, Tom, Tim, do either of you want to kick off on what you think might be happening and uh, how, how the world economy is likely to fare with a Biden presidency? Yeah, I think well, the, the, the easiest thing to pick off really is his, uh, his more green approach to uh, business and uh, economics, I suppose, than, than Trump in particular. I mean, to kick things off, I think I was reading this morning, he perhaps even on his first day uh, is going to strike off um, this uh, key, uh, it's, a, it's a pipeline project that Trump has been backing massively ever since he, he came in, oil, oil pipeline project, which he um, Trump has been backing ever since he, he got in and I think even on first day it's rumoured that he's going to scrap that um, worth a couple of billion dollars uh, uh, in, in, in aid of this sort of, of this view so um, yeah I think that's going to potentially be a, a, a kickstart um, but, but yeah I mean I think clearly sort of ESG sort of the more green investments that kind of thing is, is going to benefit off the back of that potentially um, but yeah uh, yeah, I mean, that's... Tesla continues to grow a bit further. Yeah. And, and I guess wall builders in Texas are going to be fearing for their jobs, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, well, plenty, plenty of jobs in the Tesla mega factory isn't there for them. Um, I think I think the key thing will be um, this this stimulus package and how how much of it gets through. They always say, well, it's going to be two trillion and then there's negotiation and who it goes to and and where it goes to i think um uh and that will lead to higher inflation and now we're in this uh monetary policy three where effectively we're we're giving money direct to individuals whether that's furlough payments or otherwise and uh the new package should see uh fourteen hundred dollars go to each each american so that's costing 465 billion and then there's lots of specific stimulus so some for vaccination programs some for schools state and local governments but um there's going to be a lot of money sloshing around um and yeah that should be good for equities less good for bonds um that's uh, which we've been saying over and over um uh, over yeah. the last I mean, it's a huge, it's a massive stimulus package, isn't it? And, and um, come on, Rish, give me a grand. I'll be quite happy with a grand in my pocket right now. Um, but it does. But you know, you're right. And those sort of consumer companies over in the US are going to do so well. It's, you'd imagine Amazon continues to rise on the back of it, and you know the the WalMarts and all that sort of stuff. Um, and of course, I guess you know, I think he's quite keen on putting um, a COVID a COVID relief system in. Uh, which Donald wasn't so keen on. Um, but I guess given Biden's age, that's probably not so surprising. Um, but you would also imagine then on the back of that, a lot of the medical stocks and stuff like that will, will start to inflate as well, more than, more than they have been recently. I think, I think if you put it into perspective, I think the 2008 stimulus was 152 billion. And we've already done, I think there was, I mean, this is the States, but 700 billion in the states and then now this 
1.9 trillion i mean it's a it's an absolute mammoth amount of money and that'll be the same in the uk eventually i think they're just waiting to see what's needed when is or at least that's my view well in the uk hmm. well i guess we find that in a couple of months yeah in march how do you think biden's um presidency is going to affect global markets i mean i've seen some comments that He's not going to be quite so friendly towards the Chinese, for example. Um, you guys got any views on that or how, how we're going to fare in the UK with our, with our special relationship? I think the China, whilst every, China was a flagship Trump policy, I think, um, I think it's widely known that was a, um, that will continue. I think they're not going to row back on that. I think it's just whether they manage it in a slightly different way. What that means for the UK, I think, I mean, there was a big pro-Chinese um, approach when um, Cameron and Osborne were in uh, in town, um, and that's kind of watered down now with um, sort of all the Huawei debacle and things like that. I think it'd be interesting to see. I think um, Brexit will force England to kind of re revisit its existing um, relationships and whether that's a reason to pivot um, to to Asia um, is probably likely. I think um, the old Commonwealth will uh, be sort of touched up first, but I think you've got Biden saying if there's no um, sort of Northern Ireland peace process, then that will keep frosty relationships with, with them. And, but um, yeah, it, it, you don't know. I think they'll be just trying to create deals with who they can, but you don't really know what the systems are going to be post-Brexit. I think it's, it's too early to say, but um, at least there'll be opportunity for change, I guess. Yeah. Tim, have you got any views on that? Yeah, no, well, I think, I think we could expect... Well, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some early meetings going on, because, of course, it's... It's not only what um, what Biden's intentions are, of course, how the Chinese, specifically referring to the, the, the China uh, agreement and, and what have you, it's how what they think of him as well, isn't it? In terms of what what kind of man they perceive he is compared to their previous um, uh, previous chap, obviously being Trump. I and mean, then, arguably, I mean, I saw an article over the weekend of um, uh, Biden, first U.S. president with a stammer. And, you know, on the surface of it, he, he's a bit of a weaker man, isn't he? He sort of fumbles around. Um, so you don't know. You don't know how, how, how they're going to perceive him as a person in terms of his, his power capabilities and his ability to, to hold conversation in terms of getting what he wants for the country compared to how Trump was. Because as much as, you know, Trump was poo-pooed in almost every angle, he, he was a more straight-talking and stronger character. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see what, what they think of him, but who really knows the answer to that? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, you know. You could, you could see Trump standing up to someone like Putin, couldn't you? But yeah. but I just a, a showdown between Putin and Biden has, has surely only got one winner. Yeah. Um, I think most people would say um, Trump would take a boatload of cash and votes from Putin rather than stand yeah. up to him. But, um, yeah, I get the <laughs> <laughs> I think it will be fascinating because these two guys have such different politics, actually. They're both really other ends of the spectrum, aren't they? And to see how that actually now translates into um, uh, economic fortunes over the coming years, I think it'd be really, really interesting to, to watch. I mean, so having said that, Biden is 
is more of a centrist Democrat. He's not um he's not as extreme as say a Bernie Sanders or, or some of the far, far left. And I think that I think ultimately that's why he's managed to get elected. Um, because I don't know, it's and you see the same in the UK. It, regardless of your politics, um, Corbyn was too too far. There's there's a middle ground. I think Biden hopefully can um provide some continuity and some effective leadership and they seem to have a bit more control of things I think um, uh, I think the next few months will be interesting in terms of Trump supporters and what you saw on Capitol Hill but um, I, I think that will die down in in the months to come yeah I tend to agree that'll be noise but actually as soon as it's all it's all been and done and dusted it'll all, all come to an end unless and I've been reading that Trump might now his, his whole hotel empire is going to crumble because nobody wants to stay in a Trump Tower. Um, no, the PGA has said they're not going to play golf at Trump golf courses. So the only way for Trump now to make money, and he's sitting on a huge amount of debt as well, about 350 million pounds worth, I think, of debt. So he's got to pay this off somehow. So there's talk now of him setting up his own media company. So you say the news around Trump might die down, but perhaps it won't do if he's got um, his equivalent to a Fox News. Trump news coming to screens near you soon. God help us. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I think as much as there's all this geopolitical stuff and it's, it's interesting and it, it kind of maybe moves markets in one direction or the other, I think um, really if you're in the UK, you just need to get your money in your pension, get your money in your ISA and, uh, and batten, not batten down the hatches too much. I think like we said, bonds might be getting um, a rough time in the weeks ahead, but I think it's just about cutting out this noise. It's, it's good for topical conversation, but equally, um, just staying the course is, uh, is the safest bet. Yeah. Very wise financial planning advice from Mr. Senegals. To wrap up this episode of the Fit Finance Sessions, thanks very much. We've had some really positive comments from some of you over the last week, so if you've got any more and you want us to talk about anything in particular, do let us know. Um, but if not, until next week, thank you and bye-bye.